Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Thursday, March 24th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. The military moves members around a lot often without much time to prepare. People are often moving with less than a month's notice, sometimes with days' notice. That's enormously disruptive. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmid will explore how the frequent moves add stress for military families. A new, fast-spreading coronavirus variant is in Missouri. As St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan reports, public health officials say the BA2 variant has already fueled rising COVID-19 cases and hospitalizations in Europe. The BA2 coronavirus subvariant is a new form of the Omicron strain. It's about 30 percent more transmissible than the original Omicron variant and is responsible for a surge in infections in the UK. Wastewater monitoring has detected the BA2 variant in Missouri. St. Louis County Executive Sam Page said the variant has been responsible for some COVID-19 cases in the county. Early indicators show that it's more transmissible than Omicron. However, vaccination and prior infection with Omicron do seem to be protective against this new subvariant. Page said health officials expect case numbers in St. Louis to rise in the next few weeks. I'm Shayla Farzan, St. Louis Public Radio. The board responsible for St. Louis finances and budgets has approved plans to distribute millions of dollars in federal pandemic funding. The three members of the St. Louis Board of Estimate and Apportionment have approved an $86 million package that will fund capital improvement projects. They include repaving major streets, repairing bridges, and addressing illegal dumping. More than $10 million in additional funding will expand services for people experiencing homelessness. This bill now goes to the St. Louis Board of Aldermen for consideration tomorrow. Planned Parenthood of the St. Louis region and southwest Missouri is deciding how to use its largest donation ever. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton reports billionaire Mackenzie Scott, the ex-wife of Amazon founder Jeff Bezos, is giving the organization $9 million. Scott's donation is part of a $275 million gift to Planned Parenthood's national office and 21 of its affiliates across the country. Scott has pledged to give most of her wealth to charities. In a blog post, she says she's focusing on giving money to organizations that help underrepresented people. Planned Parenthood of the St. Louis Region and Southwest Missouri Chief Medical Officer Dr. Colleen McNicholas says the gift comes with no strings attached. There really are no stipulations other than that we continue to be ourselves um, in this moment and that we do everything we can to meet um, this really unprecedented time with, um, with bold action. McNicholas says the donation is sorely needed as the Missouri legislature has voted to pull Medicaid funding from Planned Parenthood clinics. I'm Sarah Fentum, St. Louis Public Radio. A former FBI agent hired to investigate criminal allegations against then-Governor Eric Greitens in 2018 has pleaded guilty for his actions during the investigation. William Tisby says he failed to turn certain documents over to the governor's defense attorneys, including notes he took during an interview with the woman at the center of the case. Tisby will spend a year on probation, although he is likely to be released from supervision sooner. Jury selection in the case was supposed to begin today. Tisby was facing seven felony counts, including allegations that he lied during a deposition. The plea was to a misdemeanor. 
Illinois lawmakers want to give volunteer firefighters and EMS providers a $500 state income tax credit. Departments are getting more emergency service calls, but the number of volunteers to respond to them is dwindling. State Representative Michael Halpin, whose father was a volunteer firefighter, says $500 would have helped. It might not be much, but it make a little bit of difference. It put a little gas in the car, make sure we could register for T-ball or whatever. I mean, that little bit helps, and I think that's the most important part of this bill. To be eligible, a person has to work at least nine months out of the taxable year and cannot earn more than $10,000 for doing so. The measure hit a snag in the House over implementation of questions from the Department of Revenue. Frequent moves are normal for members of any U.S. military branch. That means uprooting every two to three years, sometimes even more often. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmid reports. The military moves its members around a lot. Maria Reed has made six of them in the past 19 years with her two children and husband, a first sergeant in the Army stationed at Fort Hood in Texas. She says it was tough to adjust to, especially the first ones. I was deer in the headlights. Like, what do you mean we're moving in 30 days? Wait, wait, we've got to start all over our whole life? Reed says she would get a bit overwhelmed trying to coordinate every aspect of a move beyond just packing everything up. She says she often spends hours learning as much as she can about the place her family will move to next. Neighborhoods, school districts, what, what are the things that we like as a family? Are we going to be able to live close to that? Are there any photos, layouts, any sort of floor plans that I can see ahead of time? Reed says she's come to embrace the transient nature of her husband's career, but that doesn't remove any of the challenges her family and others with military members face when they get orders to move. Sarah Meadows is a senior sociologist at the RAND Corporation. She says military families with children face an additional set of obstacles with every move. One is the education piece. Um, The other is sort of the medical piece. Meadows says these challenges are amplified for military families who have kids that need additional support. Where they need a specific kind of physician. And so you have to think about, well, if I'm going from installation A to installation B, I have that kind of care at installation A. Where am I going to get that care at installation B? Alicia Steele has faced this struggle with her two sons, who both have medical conditions that require extra care. She's moved about five times in the 16 years she's been married to a pilot who's now stationed at Scott Air Force Base near St. Louis. Steele says the Air Force considers her family's specific medical needs when moving them because they're in the military's exceptional family medical program. So they won't even give us an assignment unless the base where we'll be going has checked and believes that there's people in the community that can handle our situations. But she says this doesn't mean her son's doctors have been close by, like when they moved to Travis Air Force Base in Northern California. People in the community said that there was good access to like physical therapy for my son, and it turned out that 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 physical therapy was an hour away through California traffic. They now live on the corner of a quiet cul-de-sac in O'Fallon, Illinois, and much closer to the specialists her older son needs to see. Here we live one block away. Um, purposefully. There are other ways the military has tried to lessen the burden of frequent moves. The Army has a high school stabilization program, which delays a family's move until their child graduates. Maria Reed and her husband were allowed to stay at Fort Hood until both her daughter and son finish high school. We were so lucky. It's such a blessing academically 
and socially. But Reed says it does come with a downside. We knew when we got high school stabilization for our daughter that my husband was going to have to do an unaccompanied tour in Korea. It's kind of the trade-off. Reed says she's grateful her family has stayed put for the past five years, and adds longer stays at a single post would make life much easier for military families. It's a solution Kathy Roth Duque agrees with. She's the CEO and founder of Blue Star Families, a nonprofit that supports military and veteran families. She says the military could also help by giving families more notice and time to plan each time they have to move. People are often moving with less than a month's notice, sometimes with days notice. That's enormously disruptive. If we don't have an emergency going on, there is no reason why we can't do a better job planning out six months, nine months, even before the family moves. She says that would also help military families address some of the many other challenges frequent moves bring. I'm Eric Schmid, St. Louis Public Radio. The story was produced by the American Homefront Project, a public media collaboration that reports on American military life and veterans. Funding comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. Happy birthday to my sister who listens from time to time up in Canada. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at choosewood.com.